as we delve into this in 1 Samuel chapter 1, we are going to jump into Hannah's prayer and just really try to dissect this. Um, so as we look at this, um, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse number 27, um, is a verse that I put on the paper. Everybody, does everybody have a paper, first of all? Everybody have an outline there? Uh, Alyssa does not. You have one? I think everybody else does. First uh, Samuel chapter 1, and verse number 27, the Bible says, For this child I prayed, and the Lord given me my petition, which I asked of him. <clears throat> and as, as we look at this prayer, I, I honestly, in, in a lot of ways, I'm convicted at the thought of the time that Hannah spent praying and then God answering this prayer. Um, as I look at this, um, we look at the surroundings of her prayer. Let's begin reading in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse number 1. Let's read together. The Bible says, Now there was a certain man of Rami, or I'm not going to say that word right, of Mount Ephraim, and his son was Elkanah, the son of Jer- Jerahum, uh, the son of Elu, and the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, and Ephronite. And he... Uh, had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Peninnah. And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of the out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And his two sons, Ha'ila of Heli, Hophni and Phineas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And uh, when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave uh, to Peninnah his wife and to all her sons and her daughters and portions. But unto, unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb, and her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Then Elkanah said, her husband to her, Hannah, why weepest thou, and why eatest thou not, and why is thy heart grieved? Am I not better to thee than ten sons? Now, what a statement is that? Hey, woman, come on, I'm better than any son you could ever have, right? That's what he said to her. Verse number nine, so Hannah rose up early, rose up after, I'm sorry, rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and, and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest uh, sat upon the seat by a post of the temple of the, of the Lord. Now we're going to stop there and we'll get into that later. But let's look at the surroundings around this prayer. What brought her to this place? What brought Hannah to this place of having this type of a prayer? The Bible says and teaches us that this time period is a dark time period for the children of Israel. Uh, These judges have judged Israel for some time. And the Bible says in, in Judges chapter 21, verse 25, that they did what was right in their own eyes. And these, the judges were not people who sought after the Lord. They were not people who were seeking after the things of God. And so it, it truly was a dark time for the children of Israel. And so here is Hannah. It's a dark time in the country, but it's also a dark time in her own personal life. Because not only is it 
in a time where their children of Israel aren't seeking after God and the leaders are wicked at times, that she's in a dark place herself because she can't have children. Now, in our day and age, a lot of times there's a lot of women that don't want to have children. Um, but in this time period, that's basically one of the things that a woman desired to do. And you, most of you were raised with that desire inside of you that you wanted to have children. I mean, from, uh, from a little bitty baby, my girls play with dolls. I mean, and they're very little and they're starting to play with dolls because they love babies. Most women love babies. And so here it is, Hannah, in this dark time in the country, the dark time in her personal life where she could not have children. But the Bible says in Psalms chapter 46 and verse number 1, uh, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. When we're in our lowest point, when we're in our deepest point, in our darkest point, who's there for us? God is. And so Hannah knew that God was there for her, God was there with her, and uh, even though the dark situation involved her personal life, even though the desperate time uh, was in her country life, she still knew that God was with her in her present time of help. And so as we face this time in our life where whatever it is, if it's dark time in your life and you really feel like you're going through a trial, God's there in the present time to for your trouble. And honestly, if you feel like sometimes as a country, I kind of wonder how far away from God we have, we have come. But no matter how dark or no how destitute, or how away from God we come, God is still there with us. You're born again. The Bible says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And so that when we are faced with dark times and we're faced with destitute times, guess who's there with us? God is. Always. And Hannah knew that God was with her. You look at that dark time in her country, dark time in her personal life, but also truly a dark time in church life. You know, you think about, you know, truly, uh, church ought to be a place where you can come to get uplifted. Church ought to be a place where you can come to be encouraged. Church ought to be a place where you can come where it's good camaraderie, and when you leave church, you feel like you've got something, right? Can you imagine? Your priest being Eli, your priest being Hophni and Phineas, those two, those two dirty dogs. Think about how dark her church life was. Got a bunch of evil people leading the church. Leading the church, and she was going to church, and she was still worshiping God. That's right. You know that that says a lot about Hannah. That says a lot about Elkanah. Even though they knew that the priest was wrong and even though they knew that the priest was living wicked, idolatry was taking place. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 7 that idolatry, when, when, Samuel became king, when Samuel became priest 
or, or the judge, if you will, he had to get rid of all the idols because there was idol worship going on in the church. There was idol worship going on. And Eli's sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were right involved in all of that. They were wicked and doing wrong. And here come Hannah. She come in and she wanted to worship God and spend time with God. And even though her church was dark, even though that didn't feel like, man, what am I going to get at church today? Man, that wickedness going on. And she still met with God. She still prayed. She still had, she still had a relationship with God, even though her church life was pretty terrible. Oh, sorry, jokers. Eli's sons, Hophni and Phinehas, they were taking God's money and splitting it up and giving some to dad and splitting it up and spending the rest of it for them. Boy, that's wicked. And then they were being immoral with some of the church women. And they were married. Huh? Wicked. And there was Hannah. Being faithful to God. There was Hannah in dark time in her country. A dark time for her personally. A dark time at her church when they were idolatry. But then the Bible says in 1 Samuel, what, 3? The Bible says that there was no open vision. So what does that mean? God wasn't talking. So not only is it a dark time in her country and in her church because God wasn't speaking to Eli and Hophni and Phinehas. God wasn't talking to them. God wasn't speaking to them. And the Bible says that there was no open vision, which, which I understand that God was speaking, but it just wasn't a lot. It wasn't like he was given like it was with, with, uh, with Daniel and how God intervened there, or like it was with uh, the Apostle Paul and the New Testament saints. And uh, God wasn't a op- way, brand open vision all the time, getting something from God. And here it is, Hannah being faithful to God, being in the house of God, praying. It was so wicked it was so wicked in the, church house, in the church house that Eli didn't even know why she was crying and weeping like she was. He didn't even understand that she was praying, and all she was doing was praying. But he was so wicked, he didn't understand that. He thought she was drunk. Yeah. But she was just praying. What's wrong with that man of God? And yet Hannah was faithful. See, what I'm, what I'm also telling you is that if you have, there's dark times in your personal life, there's dark times in the country, if there's dark times at church, if there's dark times whatever, guess what? You can still be a Christian. Well, the government's doing this, or this, 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 or nope, it doesn't matter what you can do, you can still be a Christian. You can still love God, you can still pray, you can still spend time with the Lord, you can still be faithful to God, no matter what the situation is around you. Because a lot of times that, I've heard that be an excuse. Well, everybody else is doing or everybody, what is going on? No, no, no. It doesn't matter what they're doing. I can still love God. I can still worship God. I can still, I can still read my Bible. I can still pray. I can still spend time with the Lord, no matter what is going on. And that is, that's true as well. Um, in our personal life, some of the times that we need it the most is in our darkest times. When we are at our deepest points, when we are at our lowest points, we need church the most. We need God the most. We need the Bible the most. We need prayer time the most. 
when we are at the dark, on the deepest points. Because not only was she dealing with it on the church side of things and the country side of things, but she was also dealing with it personally. She couldn't have her children. And look, what the Bible says about that Elkanah. The Bible says in verse... Uh, uh, verse, um, I'm sorry, I didn't write it down. Uh, come on, verse number five, verse number five, but unto Hannah he gave her a worthy portion for he loved her. Elkanah loved Hannah. He had his other wife, Penia, so she could have children. In my mind, in my vision, in my vision, he loved Hannah. That was his first wife. Now, I, I don't know that for a fact, okay? But he loved her. Well, she couldn't have children, so he went and got another wife. Boy, that was, that's pretty bad, huh? And then she had children. She had sons. She had daughters. And here's Hannah. Can't have children. Think about how dark that is for her. Think about what kind of place she is in. And she still comes to church and pray. And she knew her husband was committing adultery on her. Everybody knows why. <laughs> That's not good. Right? No, it's not good at all. She was... And yeah, oh, truly, she, you know, Elkanah shouldn't have been married twice. I mean, that's, I mean, that's not biblical at all. Polygamy is not right. It's not right. That's not what the Bible intended. It's not what God, not, that's not what God intended for it. But there's a couple different times in the scripture. There's a couple different times that there were women that were barren in the scripture. Who were some women that were barren that couldn't have children? That's the one that had the sister Leah, right? They, he married sisters, right? And for 20 years, she couldn't have children. And then God blessed her with Joseph, right? And then Abraham's wife couldn't have children. 90 years old. 90 years old having children. Woohoo! No, come on. <laughs> they had 90 years she went barren. But look, both of those men, both those men had other women that had children. Abraham had another woman that had a child. Yeah. Right. 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 That was that was barren. You think about you think about that as a woman, how defeated you must feel. I'll just go get another woman. <laughs> no, I no, 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 I. Don't have to worry about this place. I don't think he's going to see more children. Woo! I'm done having children. Okay, we're done having children. I don't, but I, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine the devastation and the disappointment that Hannah went through because she couldn't have a child, and her husband goes and gets another woman just to have some children. Because he loved Hannah. 
He loved her. And not only, you look, at, you look at Hannah's situation, not only do we see it dark in her personal life, dark in her country, dark uh, with, uh, with her church, but then also uh, she can have children. And then, not only that, but she has an adversary. The Bible, look in, look in that next, very next verse. The Bible says in verse number seven, uh, or verse number six, the Bible says, and, and her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. She had an adversary that made fun of her that agged her on because she couldn't have children. Do you know who that adversary was? Hannah's, Hannah's uh, let's see, uh, Elkanah's other wife. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> but I'm having children. What's wrong with you, woman? Man. What a what an adversary. What a what a slap in the face. Would you say that 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 adversary is making fun of her and in her face? And saying, ha, 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 making, man, how difficult it must be for that woman to go through that. How difficult it must have been for Hannah to stand there and go through the dark time personally. Go through the dark time with her country. Go through the dark time with her church. And here she is. uh, Elkanah's other wife is is making fun of her and her adversary. You know what adversary, adversary, what's an adversary? An enemy. Somebody's against you. A bully. Yeah, should be a bully. Yeah. Why? That's tough. She had a lot of faith. Man, it says a lot about Hannah. Man, it says a lot about Hannah. She had a lot of character. Yeah. When she was down, you know, his other uh, wife was kicking her, you know, because she couldn't have children. That, that's terrible. When she's already defeated at the fact, mm-hmm. man, it's hard. But all of this, I see, I see it's a lesson for us to see. And you can still have faith in that time. You can still press on in that time. Now, who's, who is our adversary? Does he kick you when you're down? Oh, yeah. Does he laugh at you when you've messed up? Yeah. Look at that. Look at verse number seven. And so as he did, so year by year, when she went up to the house of God, so she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and didn't eat. Man, this is her surroundings leading to her prayer. All of these things. If, if we had faced these difficult things in our personal life, where would we be? Would we be right here where Hannah is? I don't think so. Praying? Yeah, most of us have been given up. 
She was. She was. You think about the enemy. You think about the adversary. The Bible says we have an adversary that walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Yeah. Get him to trip. Come on. Come here. He loves putting the hurt on you. Oh, yeah. Come here. I know what you like. Oh yeah, he knows exactly. I know what I know how to get you to fall. I know how to get you to mess up, but come on. You, we've been here a thousand times. Go ahead, come on. Yeah, once he got you, he's got you. <laughs> See, I told you. See, I told you what no good. I told you you'd mess up. I told you you'd, you'd do wrong. I told you, didn't I? Not only do we see this, that the adversary, not only did the adversary uh, was against her, but that adversary every year, every year it was time for, it was time for the, 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 the yearly sacrifice. And here they'd go marching up to the house of God. <laughs> Come on, children. <laughs> see that, Hannah? I got children. You don't. Come on. Yeah, that's it. That's it. In your face, Hannah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Boy. Yeah. That was Hannah's surroundings. That's tough. But then the next thing, what happens? What does she do? She goes to God. But I don't care. I do not care what my surroundings are. I can go to God. And I can spend time with God. And I can pray. And that's what Hannah did. Even though her surroundings were wicked, even though that she was surrounded by people that uh, her own, I don't know how they did it. I don't know if she lived on the other side of the house and, and they all shared the house together. I, I don't know. What a weird situation it must have been. But, but, man, if she had to deal with that adversary every day. And you know, honestly, there are things that we face. There are things that we've gone through. There's difficult things that we've 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 seen, we've experienced. They're dark. They're deep. They're desperate. They're they're discouraging. They're whatever word you want to use there. They've been there. Maybe that's something that you've experienced. But if we've gone through anything like that, that adversary is not going to stop. Well, you've got to keep going to the Lord because he is the one we can draw our strength from. And Hannah knew. Hannah knew that, bud, you can laugh at me, Pinia, or however you say her name. You can laugh at me and you can make fun of me and you can be my adversary but I can go to God. And whether you've experienced down times, dead times, uh, dark times in your life, know that you have an access to the Father. The Bible says we have access to the throne room. And Hannah knew that she could go talk to the Lord. And even when she got in there, or there that adversary was there, 
I don't know what she did. She probably didn't do that, but I mean, I don't know. That's where it came from, right? I don't know. But she still sought the Lord. It may be an encouragement to us that no matter what we face, no matter what we see in this life, we can still, we can still seek the Lord and, and God can have the victory. Because when she sought the Lord, the Lord gave her success. Did she have to go through a lot to get to that point? Absolutely. Absolutely. To go through the, the adversary, to go through the dark times in her personal life, to go through the dark times in her country, go through the dark times even through her church, and to go through the adversary that she had to face with her husband's wife. And still she sought the Lord. And when God, when God saw fit, He gave her children. Children. Because she didn't quit and lose her faith in all of that. And I'm saying, I say this, I mean, truly, it's, it would be, it's going to be hard. That, there's nothing in your life that you go through that's difficult or, man, oh, just, you'll get up. You'll be all right. You might be all right. But we need God. And we need the Lord on our behalf. We need the Lord. We've got to seek the Lord in those dark times. We've got to seek the Lord when, it, when we're discouraged. And, and if there's a time that you are discouraged and time that you are, you don't know what to do. You've got to go after him. You've got to seek the Lord. Because when Hannah was down, when Hannah was deep in dark, in a dark situation, where'd she go? She went to the house of God and she went to pray. You know? And so if we've ever been there, Maybe you're not there. Maybe you have been there and you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you know from experience and you can say, hey, God's the one that got me through. God's the one that saw me through that dark time in my life. And you know that as well as I do, that he's the only one that comes, that's going to see you through. I've never understood how people who are lost get through difficult times in their life. We, we um, I don't know, it's probably been five or six years ago, we knew a, a, a teacher uh, she was a kindergarten teacher. She had a four-year-old boy. Four-year-old boy had cancer and died. Four years old. Man. I'd be eight up. I lost my, lost Lindsay, four years old. But the only way to go through something like that is the Lord. And she was a Christian. She sought the Lord and stuff like that. But I'm just telling you, Absolutely, absolutely. My brother in his in his church. I don't know. This past, uh, I think about six months ago or something like that, they had a family in their church lose a two month old or something like that. Just difficult, you know. Explain that. There is no explanation in that. You know. There's there's dark times. And the only way to see, the only way to go through something like that is the Lord. Anybody have any thoughts or questions? When Hannah was faced with that, she went and prayed. Amen. She never lost faith. All right. Any, anybody have any thoughts or questions about that? Something? You know, her Right. As a, uh, as a leader. 
Caesar. That's right. The That's right. Got rid of those idols. That's right. That's right. Eli was the priest and he was the judge. He was the judge at the time and he was the priest. And now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunken. Right. So she was praying, and he marked. Which one? Which verse is it? He marked her mouth. I do remember reading that. And in the door of soul, and prayed to the Lord and wept sore. I don't know here. It says, praying for the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. I would say that he just was watching her mouth. I mean, I would, without working, looking up that word, I would say that he like was watching her. What is that woman doing over there? She looks drunk, or she acts drunk. I, right, she was just praying. Eli was the judge at the time. After Samuel, Samuel's the last judge. Eli's Eli was the judge. Hannah brings to the to Eli her son. After in the next couple of verses we'll read, right. she'll give her son to the Lord. Samuel. Her son. Right. Right. Well, Telly was no longer um, drinking mama's milk. Okay. So um so well the Bible says that Eli is the priest who uh, Hannah brought her son okay. to Eli to raise, okay. and that's Samuel. Okay. Samuel. And so Samuel becomes the next judge to follow Eli. Eli dies, chapter, what, chapter four? We, we went three or four. Anyways, Eli dies, and then Samuel becomes the next judge. And Samuel judges Israel until they get kings. Because Israel wanted a king, so God allowed them to have a king. And I believe Samuel anointed the first two kings. David and Saul. Hophni and Phinehas. Right. Right. Hophni and Phinehas, every year they would come with sacrifices and they'd cut the best meat for themselves, throw it over there, and then sacrifice the other meat to the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they were sharing with dad too, Eli. And then they were being immoral with the women of the church too. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because she went to praying silently. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. You don't have to say it out loud to pray. You do not have to say it out loud to pray. Because the devil can't read your mind. No, he cannot read your mind. The devil's not omnipotent. Well, the Bible says, Bible, I mean, talks about to submit to the Lord, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. You know, there's some, there's some steps. There's some steps involved. I have to look up that verse. I'm not exactly for sure where that's found, but it says, uh, submit to the Lord, resist the devil, he'll flee. Something like that. Today, tomorrow, next week, three months from now, get out of here, bud. Amen. All right. Amen. All right. Any other questions? Any other questions? All right. Amen. Lord, I love you. Thank you for tonight. And I do thank you for allowing us to be in your house. I pray that you'd be with us as we...